a good move. Why'd you dance him? Dancing is forbidden. Running crew, welcome to Dancing is Forbidden and Aqua Teen Hunger Force Exploration. This week we're doing something a little bit different. Instead of deep diving into an episode of Aqua Teen like we usually do, I am putting out a YouTube video this week comparing the final version of Rabot that airs on television that we have on the DVDs with the rough cut version that we got on the Volume 1 DVD. So go check that video out. Otherwise, on this episode, I have a sort of companion piece to the Revenge of the Trees episode where fan of Aqua Teen, listener of the podcast, and lawyer Megan Rooney and I have a chat about Aqua Teen, her fandom with it, as well as her legal takes on that episode. So it's a great talk. I'll get more into that in a bit. Additionally, on this episode, I will be discussing the Aqua Teen Hunger Force Complete Collection, the giant 20-disc box set that was announced containing every Aqua Teen episode on DVD for the first time. We'll talk about that, too. Back to the Rabot comparison video, though. It's so fun to see how that episode evolved. For example, the, the original work-in-progress cut is about four minutes longer than the official version, so there's a lot of stuff that they had to cut out, and it's just fun to go through and see what they kept, what they didn't, what they changed, what's new, what's not, just all that crazy stuff, so... Check the link in the show notes for that. I want to mention that I've created a new YouTube channel. Unfortunately, that's just the way that the algorithm works for YouTube. It encourages you to have separate channels for separate purposes. So I am having one channel, the established channel I have now, for all the podcast uploads, the archives. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, then hey, that's where you're watching it. If you listen to this podcast elsewhere, then you don't really care. The point here is that I'm making a new YouTube channel just for shorter YouTube content that is not full podcast episodes. So that channel will be for things like this Rabot comparison video, any future episode rankings I do, the weenie smoothie video once I get around to making that. All that kind of stuff will be on its own channel. And then all of the podcast uploads will be on the channel I have now. So a little convoluted there. The way YouTube works is it's all based on watch time. And since the podcast episodes are very long, understandably, people click on it like, oh, what's this? And then they watch for maybe five, 10 minutes. And they're like, all right, well, I'm not really looking to watch a podcast. I, I'm trying to watch actual videos. So they click off. Totally understandable. But what that can do is make it so any actual video content I have on there won't get recommended as much because it's like, hey, people aren't as interested in this channel because, you know, you're comparing actual video content to podcasts and it's a whole mess. So yes, two YouTube channels. There is the Aqua Teen Hunger Force podcast, Dancing is Forbidden one that I'm just making the new one now called Dancing is Forbidden. Link to both in the show notes. Okay, moving on from that, we've got some Aqua Teen news this week. And as you might know, and as I mentioned up top, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the complete collection has been announced. 20 discs containing all of the DVDs that already exist, including the film, on top of the last three seasons of the show, which have never been released on DVD. So this is kind of a big deal, because a lot of those episodes were only available digitally. Now you can own them. You can have a physical thing in your hand, all the Aqua Teen episodes... Which I know is important to some people because, for example, on HBO Max, some episodes of the show aren't on there. So this way you can have all the episodes and no one can take it away from you. But yeah, just exciting to see these later seasons finally coming to physical media. Now, being on DVD is kind of silly, especially in 2022. I mean, it's 20 discs. 
as we know, basically every volume of, of the previous released ones are split into two discs. So it's like, why am I going to sit here and play with DVDs all day when I can just click on HBO Max and, and put the episode I want on, assuming the episode I want to watch is on HBO Max, which most of them are. But I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it should be Blu-ray, and I, but I understand why they're doing DVDs, and that's because all of the previous releases are DVDs. This way, they don't have to do a whole lot more work to reformat all this and, and redo the menus and everything like that. They can literally just one-for-one one copy the discs that are already out onto DVD, and then to keep things consistent, they put the last three seasons also on DVD. So that, that's my speculation. Again, if, if they were to do Blu-rays, they'd have to change everything up. That'd cost a lot of money. This way, it's cheaper for them, uh, more inconvenient for us. But I, I think it's I think it's a fun move, though, because the show is a product of the, the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, and keeping it on DVD of that time period seems fitting to me. Plus 20 discs for an 11-minute cartoon that only had like 130-something episodes is pretty funny. It's a pretty Aqua Teen move, I think, to have that many discs for only that much content. It's pretty silly. And I want to repeat here, too, that the, the film, the 2007 film, not the upcoming movie, the 2007 film Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters is also included in this bundle. Now, of course, it's not just episodes and the film. There's also the bonus features. I have to assume, again, I'm really banking on the existing releases just being copied one for one onto this collection. So I have to assume all those same bonus features will be on there. When it comes to the three new seasons that are being included for the first time... We have no idea. I haven't heard anything mentioned. I want to read something that Speedbeats put up over on the Dancing is Forbidden Discord server. Speedbeats had this to say. So there's 17 discs for the already released stuff, which means three new discs, presumably one for each season, which doesn't make me super hopeful for new special features, but we'll see. So yeah, that, that means that if it's 20 discs, Speedbeats did the math. He says that there's 17 discs for the already released content out there that we have. So that's three new discs for these three new seasons. And personally, me, I'm banking on there really not being anything new. I'll be surprised if there is, and that'll be awesome if there is. But I figured Dave Willis would have mentioned this, and the fact that he hasn't, and he's you know been pretty vocal on what they've been doing for Aqua Teen lately, the fact that he hasn't mentioned this makes me think that he wasn't you know involved in this, which makes me think the chances of them having bonus footage are very, very slim. Again, though, nobody's heard anything, so we'll see, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that. Although I was completely wrong over on Twitter when I heard that the Aqua Team collection was coming before there was any information really about it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably not going to have the three last seasons. It'll just be what we already have. And I was wrong about that. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong about the bonus features, but you know, we'll see when we get information on it. As for the pricing, it is currently $113 over on Amazon and $103 on Target's website. I'm not seeing it on Walmart yet, although I have to assume it'll pop up there and wherever else you get your DVDs. So yeah, the, the range is from $103 to $113, which I've seen some people complaining about this online, but that is totally fair. That is insanely cheap for everything that you are getting. In comparison, if you were to buy all the existing DVDs off of Amazon right now, it would cost you over $185 just for everything excluding the final three seasons. So this is $113 on Amazon with the final season. So it's already almost half price and then you get these three other seasons with it. So I think this is a fair deal for the price of it and what you get, again, way cheaper than buying everything individually and then you also get the three latest seasons. 
I should mention here, I should have mentioned it sooner, Aquedonk side pieces, to my knowledge, is not included in this. Now, if you already have the DVDs and you're like, ah, fuck, I don't want these, I'm assuming the original DVD packaging will be a lot nicer if that's something you care about. I have to assume this box set will be pretty homogenized, it'll be pretty simple on the inside, is, is what I'm thinking here. Of course, we haven't seen pictures, I don't know this for sure, but going off of the 2021 reprints of the existing discs, those were much sparser than the original versions, so... I got to think here that the, the box set won't be super fancy. And I should mention here, you can go on eBay and get these, er, these early seasons, the original prints, for pretty cheap. In some cases, like five bucks or something. So lots of options out there. Just happy to see these final seasons coming to DVD for the first time, coming to a physical media. It's just exciting they're doing anything like this. 2022, it's looking up, man. It's the year of the teens, and it keeps going strong. So that's it for our podcast news this week, our Aqua Teen news. Let's head into our interview with Megan Rooney. Megan Rooney is a Midwest native who splits her time between Chicago and Los Angeles. Megan is a healthcare lawyer, meaning she buys and sells hospitals. In between plane flights and hospital acquisitions, Megan somehow finds time to watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force, a show she has been a fan of for 20 years. In April of 2022, I sat down with Megan, who at this point was coming off a crazy weekend at Coachella, to ask her some hard-hitting Aqua Teen questions. Starting the interview, I asked Megan a question that wasn't meant to make it onto the podcast, but her response was so extensive that I would be making a big fat mistake by not including it here. The question that kicks off our interview is this. How did you find my podcast? I love Aqua Teen. Like in college, like it came out my senior year in college and that, you know, coincided with you know, the first time you're experimenting with marijuana. And uh, <laughs> sure. uh, my, my best friends at the time and my significant other were in a band called Donkey Punch. So you might imagine <laughs> that like Aqua Teen was like something that was just very much a part of, of that culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, everything that you fall in love with, like, I think at that time in your life, like really sticks with you, you know, like mm -hmm. music, all, all my favorite bands are from like high school and college. And Certainly a lot of the TV shows and media that, that is in my heart is from that time too. So right. totally love Aqua Teen. Like it is truly frightening. I was rewatching Super Birthday Snake today. It's truly <laughs> frightening. Like how many things I say on a daily basis oh, are yeah. quotes from the show. Yeah. So uh, naturally, you know, I think when you look around and you're like, hey, is there a podcast about this? Um, and then you find that mm -hmm. there is one. So I don't, I don't know what one I will do one day because I think all of my favorite things have their own podcasts. Although I'm still waiting to see if Homestar Runner has a podcast. I saw, yeah, you had a tweet about that. I never really watched Homestar Runner, but oh I am gosh. familiar Another with it. Another thing that like, it's like the movie Billy Madison. Like until you watch it, you don't realize how much of your daily <laughs> verbiage comes directly yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from that. I mean, anytime someone doesn't know an answer, I will say, you're the one with the computer. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> And forget about blue jeans. If there's a, if something is being said about jeans, I want some jeans. From here, I go on to ask my first proper question to Megan, which she already answered, which was, "How did you get into Aqua Teen?" Yeah, I mean, like it came, like I, I graduated from college in 2003, so this came about like right, you know, end of college. A lot of my friends were like guys in a band. This was, you know, pretty much spoon fed. Uh, to our interest. So watched it with our buddies. I think Rabot, I mean, I've probably see, saw that episode in college, 
372,000 times. And, <laughs> um, you know, it just from there. So, you know, I have a very strong familiarity with the beginning of the series. Once I moved to Chicago and got into law school and some other things, um, it's like when the movie started coming out, um, it, it, my viewership dropped off a little bit just because I didn't have as much free time to, to watch TV and giggle. Sure. Yeah. Megan has a real knack for answering questions so thoroughly that she yet again touched on a question I was going to ask her, which was, have you kept up with the show throughout its run? Understandably, Megan did not because she entered adulthood, got busy, and as she said, didn't have as much time to sit around, watch TV, and giggle. So moving on to our next question, I asked Megan, does she have a favorite episode? Probably the first episode with MCP Pants. Yeah. Like, love that. I mean, love Rabot. Love Super Birthday Snake. Um, You know, like, obviously the Moon Knights are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I think my favorite one is probably, I want candy. (laughs) Again, something, I'm powerless to eat candy without (laughs) singing that song. So MCP Pants, Megan's favorite episode of Aqua Teen. And MCP Pants, unsurprisingly, her favorite villain as well. From there, I asked Megan, who's her favorite character on Aqua Teen of the Aqua Teens and Carl? I think, I think it's Meatwad. Like, I mean, he's adorable. Um, mm-hmm. And he has a macaroni brain. So I think Meatwad's definitely <laughs> my favorite. I think Shake is most quotable. Um, I mean, but the Carl does have my quote that I've said probably the most during the pandemic, which I don't know if you can guess what that is. I'm going to say it don't matter. None of this matters. No, close. I work out of the oh. home. Oh, <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. And you, you, you were talking about Rabot, so that makes sense. Yes. So, yes. I My my shirts are generally cleaner and I don't have a foreigner <laughs> belt, but these past two years I've been working mostly out of the home. I'd imagine your shoulders are a bit less hairy than They his, are. But... They're significantly <laughs> less hairy. I did I did put a um, like a inflatable hot tub in my backyard recently. Ooh, I like that. And... Um, I'm like, do I put, do I paint flames around it? <laughs> Get the, uh, the neon trim. I mean, I'm open to it. Whether or not Megan ended up tricking out her backyard hot tub, I do not know. But what I do know is that Megan is a lawyer and that's why I brought her on to talk with her. Because in Revenge of the Trees, there are obviously heavy law elements and I just was dying to know a lawyer's perspective on this. Now, the kind of law Megan practices is not in court, it's in healthcare. That's true. So I um, have never gone to tree court. <laughs> I mean, I think this this episode has elements of environmental law. It has elements mm-hmm. of you know litigation, um, summonses. Incidentally, nothing that I do in practice as a healthcare <laughs> attorney. I'm a, a corporate lawyer. I do. I buy and sell hospitals. Um, there you all go. All across the country. So um, <laughs> I'm going to have to draw from my general legal knowledge as a right. as a legally barred member of the. Illinois and California bars. Despite not being the kind of lawyer who defends clients in tree court, let alone normal court, I still knew that Megan would have a better grasp on a lot of these concepts than I would. Or at least any of the people that were pretending to be uh, lawyers or judges in this episode. Yes, Sorry exactly. For so with all of her law knowledge at hand, I asked Megan this. If you were a tree lawyer, would you represent Carl and Shake in this case? Well, you know, everyone, something I've learned in law school is that everyone deserves competent representation, even if what they have done, you know, even if they've done something terribly wrong, uh, <laughs> there's no right side or wrong side. Everyone, 
everyone deserves to be heard and have competent representation, which I, I don't think the shrub seemed to be very competent. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, you know, to quote Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, I'd rather um, represent the client who's innocent. Um, you know, they, they deserve representation, just, you know, despite themselves. Megan with a great answer that you would expect from a lawyer. Everyone deserves representation. Everyone deserves their fair shot at justice, regardless of how guilty you look or not. However, I went on to ask Megan which Aqua Teen character she would most like to represent in court. I think probably Frylock, because I think mm. he could follow directions. I think sometimes... Um, it can be extra challenging to work with clients that don't follow their lawyer's advice. And you see this a lot of times with um, like celebrities or, or people that are known in the public eye that are undergoing, you know, they're undergoing a lawsuit. Some of the things that they do publicly may not further their case. I think Frylock <laughs> would like understand what was happening and would follow directions about what to say or not to say or how to conduct himself. I mm-hmm. think, you know, Meatwad has a macaroni brain. So he's well-meaning, but he may not, he may inadvertently not follow directions. And Shake is a wild card. I really like the way that Megan diagnosed all three of the Aqua Teens and that Frylock would understand the gravity of the situation and he would follow along with what the lawyer is suggesting. Meatwad means well, but he's stupid, so he'd probably fuck up. And as Megan said, with Shake, he's a wild card. Personally, I wouldn't want to represent him, but luckily I'm not in the position to represent anybody. There was a question that I forgot to ask Megan during the interview that I later messaged her about and she got back to me on. And the question was pertaining to what did Frylock mean when he was saying, how do I say he did it, but he's sorry? That whole line of discussion in the Revenge of the Trees, I asked Megan, is there any sort of legal precedent around this? Are they actually referencing something here or not? Megan said, not sure what that's in reference to. He may be thinking of a plea, but that doesn't necessarily come with an apology. So obviously, you know, we never really got around to it in the episode. Frylock kind of discovers what he meant, but they don't actually say what he meant. So it just seems kind of like just some made up stuff to drive the humor, especially the whole conversation with the stenographer tree. Like, wait, he said he did it, right? That that whole thing. So seems kind of like nonsense, but I, I think the episode is better for it. Moving on from our more legal-based questions, Megan did go to nursing school. She went to nursing school before becoming a healthcare lawyer, so I asked her this hard-hitting health question. Would you recommend deep-frying an entire cow? Um, for a number of reasons, I would not suggest it. Um, <laughs> actually, the the lack of nutritional value isn't even the, uh, the thing that I'm most concerned about. While battering and deep frying an entire uh, cow and injecting it with cheese doesn't sound terribly healthy for your arteries, your blood pressure, or <laughs> any of your internal organs. I think what's most dangerous is the, the vat of oil. I'm sure anyone, you don't have to be a healthcare professional to know of all of the injuries that are sustained every year and the amount of houses that burn down on Thanksgiving when people try to deep fry a turkey oh, and a vat that could fit a cow um, I think would be very, very dangerous. Also, yes. the, the size of the cow, like Shake was able to carry it very easily. Was this a mini cow or is Shake much bigger than I think? That's a, that's a very, very good question. Uh, yeah, because he carries it in like a wheelbarrow, but it's like... Yeah, so like, like, is this like a baby cow or yeah. is Shake just like much bigger? I mean, I'm not great at like spatial things. I'm terrible <laughs> at pool, um, but that really stuck with me. 
no matter the size of this baby, if it was a veal, a deep fried veal or, or <laughs> bull cow, um, I'm more concerned about this, the potential for burns, um, explosions, yeah. as well as yeah. uh, your health. So those are all the questions I had for Megan. Ending this chat, I asked her if there's anything else she would like to add about Revenge of the Trees, about Aqua Teen, about whatever. No, I mean, it's just like one of my favorite shows. I'm so glad that you have a podcast about it. And I love like the amount of clips that you put into the show. <laughs> uh, it, it has always astounded me when podcasters can take a take a show that's X number of minutes and their analysis of it is several times that. <laughs> <laughs> but like in this case, I love it. I love getting all of the clips. It totally makes my day. It's so fun to to revisit you know, where a lot of the things that come out of my mouth come from. So yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. I'm, that, I keep it, keep it up. That makes me happy. Yeah. That's like what I'm trying to, uh, you know, cause that's, that's like, we all have this shared experience of watching this show. Most of us earlier in life, some people are like new to the show, but yeah, like for me, I'm trying to hit on the, uh, kind of, uh, re- reliving the show and just kind of celebrating it. So it, it means a lot to hear you say that, you know, I don't think people also realize like you're giving a lot of content out to folks for free. And mm-hmm. a lot of work does go in into making a podcast. And yeah. so thank you for doing that. I, you know, oh, thank no, you. nobody sees what it is to edit things together and to make sure the levels are set or, you know, you've, right. you know, you're about to go into work, but you're squeezing this in. Between, <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. At the same time though, of course. Um, and again, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm just like really fortunate that people are even listening or even care. So that's, <laughs> it makes but, it all have, worth it. You have, have you found like, I mean, there's, Hey, there's a lot of weirdos out there. Right. (laughs) And I'm one of them. And so there's like a community. And so like podcasting really helps you in, you know, social media and all the things that go along with it, like helps you find your people that are, and in this case, it seems like very, they're probably very different types of people that, that are part of this very niche community. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate having you on because it's like, you know, people probably see, oh, Aqua Teen, you know, who watches that show? You're like, like this middle-aged white lady from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, every, like, that's what I've really learned from from covering the show is and, and interacting with people who listen to the podcast is it's just like, the, it runs the whole gamut of, you know, age, race, gender, sexuality, like everything. Like so many different people respond to the show, which I wasn't even expecting that. I assumed it would be, be just guys like me. So it's just been very cool to learn that the the age range is just all over the the place and just every other demographic range is all over the place for the show yeah absolutely all right thank you megan yeah this was so fun thank you of course thank you so much to megan for doing this i i really just needed this experience interviewing somebody and, and talking with somebody on mic that i didn't really know beforehand. I really appreciated it. I couldn't have asked for a better person to do this with. You can check Megan out over on Instagram at MeganRuth11 and check her out on Twitter at MeganRuth1. Both of those links will be in the show notes. Megan also pops up on other podcasts from time to time. If you're a fan of Real Housewives of New Jersey, she's chatting about that quite a bit, it seems. Last month, she was on the podcast, Is This Real Life? And she pops up from time to time on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, amongst other podcasts as well. So keep an eye out for Megan. Again, I'm just so appreciative that she took the time 
to help me get experience, not only in the recording of this, but also in the editing too. You know, I'm just so used to and so comfortable doing these solo podcasts that I need experience with other people because as you know, I, I'm moving to interview Carrie Means and hopefully a ton of other people involved with Aqua Teen. And I didn't want to look like a big old dummy talking to them for the first time. So luckily, Megan helped me out here and I learned so much. Going forward, I would love to do more things like this. Because as I touched on, you you heard as I was talking to Megan, for me, this podcast, it, of course, I love diving into Aqua Teen and all that good stuff. But but something I didn't really expect is how much of an interest I've, I've really taken. And like I said, our shared experience in this show, and by ours, I mean yours and mine, who, uh, whoever's listening to this. Because in my life, as I've said before, I really don't know that many other Aqua Teen fans in real life. So it's just been incredible to get to know so many of you. And just see, you know, how this show influenced all of us, how different all of our lives are. I, I don't want to get too sappy. I, I try not to talk about it on the podcast a lot, but I played that little clip with Megan because, you know, that's just where the conversation went. But all right, that's it for me, because if this goes on any longer, I think it's going to turn to a Hallmark movie or something like that. Remember, check the link in the show notes for the Rabot comparison video. I mean, really, it's just a deep dive between these two things. So if you like a normal deep dive episode, check that out. Also, again, check out the show notes for Megan's contacts. Otherwise, shout out to all the wonderful patrons who support this podcast, as well as our top tier donors, Sean, Ian, Josh, Keenan, Hope to Dope, Captain Buford, Brian, Robison, and Carl. You guys can compare my rabbit any day of the week. I'll see you all next week when we cover season two, episode 14, Spirit Journey Formation Anniversary. God, I can't wait. Bye-bye. <laughs>